Welcome to the Untaming Femininity Podcast. I'm Igena Gerasi. And I'm Sam Allen. And we believe that untamed women are real and powerful. Our podcast is all about inspiring curious women like you to speak and live your truth and to express your femininity on your own terms. Tune in for your weekly dose of depth lightness and heartfelt shares. Welcome to another episode of our Untaming Femininity podcast. And today we have a special guest, Claire Mekinen, who is a career and leadership coach. And Claire helps people experience greater joy, ease and meaning as they grow their leadership careers so they can have the impact they long to. She helps them to create clarity on their career path and grow their authentic impact whilst enjoying a quality of life beyond work that nourishes them. Thank you for being with us, Claire, and welcome. Thank you so much. Oh, we're so happy and grateful to have you here today, Claire. Thank you for inviting me to join you. I'm already enjoying this experience, <laughs> just being with you. Yeah. Thank you. There's a lot of joy. There's a lot of emotion present right now. Mm. And Megana and I are actually super curious about, like, we heard your roles in the intro, but what other roles do you actually hold in life, Claire? Oh, what roles do I hold? Many, I think. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mum. I'm a a co-parent. That's another important role in my life. Um, So I co-parent my two children with their dad and with their stepdad. I'm a friend, a sister, a mum. Yeah, and I, I am a creator as well. That's something that is really important to me. Yeah. That's yeah. So beautiful. And so it seems like it's a lot of colour in your life as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I think... Um, yeah, just as you say that, I'm looking out my window and I can see this, uh, there's a tree with just a very a few very red leaves. There's not many, but they're starting to come through. And um, yeah, I maybe feel, and this is what I'll share as we get into my story, that the older I get, the more colour is appearing in my life. Yeah. That's lovely. Well, tell us about that change of colours. So in your story, yeah, I mean, um, I guess at the heart of my story that I'm going to, yeah, I'd love to explore with you today is, um, I guess, rediscovering colors, rediscovering qualities that were very alive and well when I was a young girl, but that kind of faded out as I grew older. And then in recent years, I've, I've realized that and decided to, to reclaim some of those. And yeah, it started, I guess, I think that, that, that reclaiming, one of the ways I've done that is through dancing. And yeah, I'll get into sharing some of that with you. But yeah, that's, that's what comes to mind as you ask me that question. Yeah. Do you know, it's interesting to hear you talk about the start of that, because I was noticing your hands 
mm. dancing <laughs> as you were speaking there. How has your body guided you into this process, Claire? This has this has been a big part of it. I, you know, I as a girl, I think I was very embodied. I loved I love dancing. I love moving. Um, I have very, very happy memories of, of dancing on a stage in school productions we used to do every year. And I think as I kind of went more and more down that academic path, I left more and more of that behind. And, you know, it was all about the academic achievement, intellectual achievement studying things on paper rather than having experiences and I think what dancing has given me is, is it's almost just like reconnected me with this with my body and I feel like the more I've done that it's woken something up in me like it felt like it had to start from my body and then it, it woke up I think what it really was waking up was actually my intuition my deeper knowing but it very much has, it started, it started with the body and then kind of, I started to dive deeper. Yeah. And I'm very curious because you were talking about the reclaiming and all this awakening. Mm. Like, well, how, how did that happen? Yeah, so I can remember, you know, there were a few moments that really stand out along the way. And one early one, I was in my early thirties and I was going, I was going through a, a particularly tough time in my life. So I'd, I'd followed the, the big thing that was happening in my life at the time was that I was recently separated from my husband and we had two young children. So I was going through this massive life transition. And alongside of that, I was in a, in a role that it was a big leadership role and it, it just demanded, I felt like I was just completely depleted. It, it was taking every ounce of energy I had. I'd get home, um, you know, I'd get the kids from nursery and I was doing everything on my own at this point on the days the children with me, with me which was most of the week. And I was just in survival mode. So this was, yeah, I think I was quite numb actually, but I was just getting through each day. And... I can't quite recall what seed was planted. I think it might have been something I saw on my Facebook feed. It might have been a conversation I heard someone have at work. I can't quite put those pieces together. But this idea of trying a salsa class was somewhere hovering in my consciousness. <laughs> but also I was like, well, you know, this is never going to happen because when the kids aren't with me, when they're with their dad, I just want to rest. I need to just flop on the sofa. But one, one day I was doing that and just something inside me said, no, go to that class. It's tomorrow. It's, there was like a beginner's class happening where I live. You know, just try it. So I did. <laughs> and, you know, it was a very basic class. We learned some basic footwork. But then they had this kind of social bit afterwards where everyone just was asking each other to dance and you know, I was being kind of flung around the dance floor by different people. And I just, I remember getting home 
and I felt I felt like a girl again I was so excited I was so kind of flooded with joy and I was like wow I can do this (laughs) I can do this every week this is amazing it was like this little um chink of magic that had just appeared out of nowhere and all of the kind of you haven't got time you haven't got the energy all of that just kind of evaporated and I just knew I am going to be in that dance class as often as I possibly can wow I've got goosebumps and chills (laughs) and the joy is spreading as you speak to it uh, honestly and um what an amazing process and what an amazing choice to listen to that voice in that moment that allowed you to embrace what your soul wanted yeah I think it was my soul and I yeah it was I feel so grateful that I listened I kind of think what if I hadn't listened to that I think it would have knocked on the door again I think it would have because this is for me supposed to happen but yeah but once I gave myself that initial experience and and kept going and it kind of became woven into my life you know some weeks I'd be working um, till seven uh, in the office and I'd have my salsa clothes in my bag and get changed and go and and I used to try and engineer it so that that was the night my husband definitely had the children so I could I could do that and you know and then I um I started to meet new friends and they told me about other kinds of dancing so it kind of led to uh, then I was like oh I think I might try bachata and uh, I'll try Ciroc and it kind of just opened up this whole other world that as a grown woman a very sensible <laughs> at that point I would tell I was a very sensible serious woman you know it's like oh there's this whole other like this up this underworld of people doing this fun thing in different forms so it was it was really enlivening I think that's the word I'd use it was enlivening and it I think it also showed me that and at the time I didn't make this connection it was to be a few years later that I'd made the decision to leave my full-time employment and set up on my own I think it kind of just woke up this like brave kind of part of me that wanted me to have a more joyful life that it, it just kind of showed me there's more to life than being on this treadmill and you can you can have that and be a mum and have friends and you can have you know it, it just kind of showed me some little chink of possibility I think yeah and I love how you actually have noticed yourself thinking those limiting beliefs or those labels that you had put to yourself right and you over mm. and, and how strong that intuition was that you you really you know, stayed for yourself yeah. Uh, made it happen so how has it developed now where are you now with dancing dancing has become something I do daily now so it's actually a while since I've been on a a salsa dance floor or a rock dance floor but I what I realized a few years in was you know even on the days I couldn't get myself to a class I could dance at home I can put on music and just actually an even more free feeling kind of just moving my body in the way it wants to move so I've really kind of integrated that into my my daily life. I I get up in the morning and if my family are in the house, I put my put my dirty linen basket against the bedroom door and <laughs> shut myself in there for 5 or 10 minutes and that's my time to just, 
yeah, connect with my body, feel that joy. And if I wake up and I'm feeling, you know, sometimes I wake up and my body wants to move in a different way. Maybe it wants to move more slowly or I am feeling some difficult emotions, I will move to music that honors that and kind of move that through, through my body. Um, so it's not about, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on a happy song so I feel happy for the rest of the day. Like for me, that doesn't feel, that's not how I want to live. I don't want to pretend to feel anything. I wanna allow myself to feel what I'm feeling. And then I find as I use the music and the movement to do that, I can move through it more easily and kind of come through to whatever lies on the other side. Mm. So, yeah, that's, I think, the most constant way dance is in my life. Um, yeah, I hear yeah. All of the moving through and it almost feels like you're letting yourself be guided. That's mm. what I get when you speak to that, Claire. Who are you when you dance? Oh, I'm free. Yeah. And I think it's almost difficult to put into words. It's like, I don't know. I feel it just connects me with the essence of who I am, which is difficult, I think, for anyone to put into words. Mm. There's a no, um, I don't I think it's maybe intimate, like just a connection with myself. Um, I mean, you're the net, you know, I, the name of your podcast, I love the name of your podcast, the word untaming. I think this is what dance can do for a lot of people. It's certainly what it's done for me. It's like, a, I think I've been wound up very tight <laughs> for much of my life. And the physicality of it is, it's like loosening something. It's, it's, you know, allowing what's underneath all that conditioning, all the things I think I should be to fit in and stay safe, to just gently shift yeah to me it sounds like a lot of a healing process that's what dancing means so what's the biggest thing that dancing has healed in you mm. healing is a word definitely I'd use and I think so there's almost a then the current well there's another part of this that um is really connected I think to the healing part which is I think the part of me this heals is is kind of the part of me that wants to be, I don't know, kind of seen, um, acknowledged. Oh, actually, it's a way of me acknowledging myself more than anything. But one of the things that has happened in the last few years, um, and I I really did have a moment in this very room where I'm sitting now in my kitchen with my daughter. She was. Um, she was, I think she must've been 11 at the time. And she was dressed up, <clears throat> she'd put on this makeshift costume and she was dancing around the kitchen and she was, she was performing for us. You know, we were sitting around the table and she said, I wanna show you this dance. And she was so unapologetically in her own joy, you know how children do. She was just- Beautiful. It, it was so joyful to watch. And I, I saw her and it, it stirred something in me. I, my original, my initial response was like, I felt this kind of, I had this flashback to when I was of a similar age, dancing in the middle of the stage in this theater where 
I was performing in a show and I remember how powerful I felt standing there. The lights were on me. I could see the audience. I had no fear. I just felt complete joy. I felt so alive. And, and then I went to feeling actually grief for this being something that felt very very unattainable. I was kind of like, oh yeah, and I will never have this again. You know, this um, experience. And my, my husband, Mark, who was sitting with me, who I met dancing actually, um, who I'd met a couple of years before this happened, he said, well, what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> Because if I know anything about you, if you are longing for something, you know you can create it, you can bring this into your life. And I start, so I started, and he was absolutely right, of course. Of course. <laughs> um, of course. And I, yeah, I I had I had experimented with burlesque. I've been to a couple of local classes um, a year or two before that. And I hadn't quite felt it. It was um, a combination of different things, but it felt like another place where I had to pretend to be something. So it was kind of, oh, you know, strut around the room and, oh no, you know, look, you know, look happy, look sexy, whatever it is. But it felt like, you know, layering something else on top of who we are, it felt like acting. So it didn't, it didn't really resonate with me. It, it didn't, um, didn't so quite land. I've had uh, some burlesque classes as well. And to me, it felt like it gave me permission to be those things. Mm. Now I have exactly full permission. Like mm. I can be that. So to me, it helped destroy those layers, actually, and get in contact with, with those parts of me. Yeah. I'm curious to know, what, what did it do to you? Yeah, so, and do you know what? I think if I maybe went now, it probably would have that impact. I think at the time, I wasn't ready. And I needed a different way into it. But what, what I will say is that it, this, there was some, I knew there was something there for me. And I'd seen YouTube videos and I'd been to burlesque shows and the women I'd seen were so self, they seemed to be so accepting of themselves. And again, that kind of joy in their own existence that was, yeah, like there was a longing in me to feel that. Um, but after this moment in the kitchen with my daughter and what I was realizing, I start, I thought, well, maybe I haven't found the right teacher. So I started to look. And then I did come across um, a teacher who, as the minute I saw her speak, I, I watched a video where she was speaking about her take on burlesque. And her name's Kalita Maloof. And her, the most wonderful name, her company's called uh, Showgirl Awakening. And yeah, that's so cool, isn't it? And she said, well, th this is burlesque, how she holds it, is about us reclaiming the qualities that we're longing to express, but it's starting from the inside. So um, it's really, it's more of a gentle unfolding. And uh, yeah, so she offered this, this method of creating a burlesque act called Burlesque from the Inside Out where it was this kind of intuitive process where you actually improvise first to the music. And as someone who kind of was, I realized, well, I'm improvising every day and my body's leading me, but letting our bodies lead us. So we, you improvise and then you, and you witness other women improvise to your track that you've chosen. And you witness each other 
and then you then you start to craft it into an act and you craft the costume and everything so it's this beautiful intuitive process and as I heard her speak about all of this I was like I need to be where that wherever that woman is I need to be I need to <laughs> I need to be near her and I would love to experience this and she was um based in San Francisco and this I guess this is another moment where my intuition just I just knew I was like well okay one way of looking at that is she's halfway around the world. Another way of looking at that is she's 10 hours away. So this is 10 hours away from me. And so all the, all the bits fell into place. And I think it was within three weeks of seeing that video of her, she was running a retreat, which culminated in a performance opportunity to perform in a live show three weeks later. So I, I booked myself to join her and flew off into the sunset and, wow. and that I think of you know as, as well as the actual burlesque that was quite a radical act well it wasn't quite a radical act it was a radical act to give myself permission to do this thing that on the on paper part of me was going this is very frivolous what are you doing you're a mother you have responsibilities you can't get on a plane and fly to San Francisco to do this show but I did and I think that um, has been part of the, the change. Oh, it's so incredible <laughs> to hear you speak to that moment. And I'm really curious for our listeners too, like what helped you to silence that rational mind and all of those, you know, <laughs> limiting thoughts around it and actually make that choice, Claire? I mean, by this point, I have to say those, the limiting bits were very quiet compared to the like body knowing I had mm. and I remember like I remember how I felt after finding out and it was affordable and I looked at the flights and there was this ridiculously cheap flight I was like how is this all happening you know it was all and then I remember my husband got a tax refund so I was like this is a this is another sign so I, I literally felt like support <laughs> yeah I was supported the um the energy was like, I felt like I'd won the lottery after I committed to doing it. I, f I felt like I'd, I was walking around on a cloud. And at this point, I didn't tell, I told a couple of friends. I told my leadership group that I was part of, but it was like this precious thing I was doing for myself. And some of the niggles popped up, I think after I'd committed actually. So by that point I was like, well, <laughs> I've booked, I've paid, I'm going. Um, so yeah, they had to quiet him really. Cause yeah. I, I do, I think that some, I, for me in many moments, I really believe in that taking a leap of faith. And when you take a leap of faith, the, the negative voices do often pop up, but once you've taken it and you've committed, then you, you are on this, you know, the universe is on your side. I, I think that's how I, I see it. So, yeah. It's like a bungee jump of the soul almost, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it reminds me of some moments in leadership, you know, where I was having that thought, like, should I really go there? <laughs> and then that thing coming up stronger inside of me. Yeah. You know, knowing this is the moment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and taking that leap and, you know, all the magic that it creates when you actually go for it. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and when I arrived at the theatre, like the first day of the 
it was it was just four days of preparation everything was going to be created from scratch and then this the show had already sold out so she has a a big local following of people who love the show she puts on you know because it's different it's a different take on burlesque it's it's soul nourishing for the audience as well and um I I have to say as I stood outside the theater I at that point I did break down and called home and was like what the hell am I doing here (laughs) at that point I was at the door but the the other women um and Kalita it was such a a wonderful experience and it all yeah it all unfolded it all unfolded beautifully there were ups and downs but the the moment where I got to perform which I guess was what had led me there to have that experience again you know it was just four minutes but it was so magical and I think what I'm so glad about is because of this approach of seeing it it's not about feel the fear and do it anyway brace yourself and perform I think that's how I'd lived a lot of my life you know what if you embody something you can become it and if you appear confident you'll come across confident then you'll feel confident it wasn't that at all and so I was very present when I performed and I can remember I can remember every moment you know I can it's like I was savoring it in the moment and I have a video of that first performance and whenever I watch it I can it's like I'm there I can I can remember all of it and um yeah so I was hooked of course after this and I was like well I want this to stay in my life so it's something I've kept doing I went back the following year created another app performed again I've performed in London and through lockdown um I think I'm on my sixth solo that I've created now and I've performed to women over Zoom and it's each act you know there's something else I kind of reveal to myself about myself Mm. I love watching the other women perform I love sharing this experience um so I think that as well has been very healing being in the presence of wonderful women where it feels so yeah we're supporting each other so I just so I'm feeling I'm gushing now I just the whole thing has been very nourishing and has all has had all kinds of ripples into my life um but yeah this is kind of to, I think to answer your original question about the healing it's this is where I think it's really become a a healing journey for me yeah yeah and I know so much of this journey is a kind of reclaiming of your most authentic pure self and I know you were talking in your form, Claire, about the kind of spiral that that is. Mm. Can you speak a bit more to that? Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I think the way I see this is, and certainly this has been my experience, I, I really think the, the journey back to, and I think it's a journey back because I think, you know, when we're born, we are who we are and then, the world changes us and we're conditioned and you know I, I I really don't think that's a straight line I think it's about you know often we have to come away from what that is to really feel the pain of to, to want us to make us want to come back because the I think the certainly my experience the pull of you know because I was a you know I lived a very creative life I did a music degree I dance but the pull to get a real job 
you know, the pull to corporate life. I, at the time, I thought I was making absolutely the right decision. I was excited about leaving all of that behind. And, and then it was only then by immersing myself in it and it started to feel, started to feel less and less fulfilling over the years that part of me was like, no, this isn't, this isn't for you. And then it's been a moving, you know, I don't know what the final destination is, but all I can do is move towards what calls me. And sometimes I do. And sometimes then I realize, oh no, it's not this. You know, I started writing a book uh, about four months ago and I was convinced this is the book I wanted to write. But I've since realized it isn't. There's another, there's something else that I'm creating now that feels far more resonant and I feel a completely di different. I feel that burlesque excitement energy about it. But I, I, I've, it's like, um, yeah, we, for me, it's been moving into action and then trusting I'll know what comes next. Is it a sort of shift to the side or a dance back and then towards something else? And then all of this reveals something to me about who I am. And, um, and I, I think this is also done in an interaction with other people. So, you know, this whole experience with the performing burlesque has made me less of so I think one of my biggest fears almost at the heart of what stopped me is I've been afraid to express myself I've been afraid to express my opinions when I was in corporate for fear of all kinds of things being judged being excluded being ridiculed but this whole experience has taught me you know through having that embodied experience of standing on the stage and being received with support and love. Oh, maybe I can express more of what I believe out there in the world. Maybe mm -hmm. I can off make offers to people that my work can serve and they can be a bit different to what other people are doing. They can be from my heart. And then people's, but whether they sign up or not tells me I'm mm -hmm. on the right path, you know, and it's that creative process. So um, that as well is a spiral. All of it is, yeah, that's, yeah. I guess that's how I see it. Yeah. And what comes across when you talk about all your journey and all your stories, it's a lot of authenticity and connection to self and listening, really acceptance as well, and trust and surrender in that part. What I feel, I don't know you much, right? But what I feel is like you would not do something if you're not completely in it. Yes, yes. And when I, and on occasion, I ignore that niggle and I always regret it. <laughs> I, go, I go, oh, that's a powerful reminder. <laughs> you know, where there's sometimes opportunities to do a piece of work for an organization or something come up and there's been something like a part of me has been like, are you sure? I've been like, oh, you know, what's the worst that can happen? And then <laughs> afterwards I've thought, no, like I'm not going to do that kind of work again or yeah. So yeah, what you've, you've said there resonates <laughs> well I'm very curious like how does it feel to be so visible so I never thought I would say this but I, it feels joyful to me right now and this is something actually very recent in the last couple of months that I've realized well this does feel I'm enjoying this now and there are moments I think there are moments where I lose that thread, but it feels like it's it's more joyful now than how it used to be. You know, I used to avoid avoid 
any kind of marketing, certainly when I think about my business, any, you know, I remember once I tried to make a video and put it on LinkedIn a few years ago, I think after three hours of attempting, <laughs> I gave up. And I, when I watched it back, I was like, Claire, that's not you, you know, mm. it, you know, but now it all feels quite, it feels effortless when I, when I, I, I think what I do though, is I have ideas, I let them cook. Um, I let them kind of incubate. And then I know when I'm ready just to speak into the camera or write something and it feels, it feels enjoyable to me. Um, but that's taken me, you know, a lot of work and time and learning to get to, but I feel like I'm just in the beginning of this phase now of, of my life. I feel very excited about what this may open up. And, and I mean, the most wonderful thing about it is, I've just met, I'm meeting so many lovely people as a result. I mean, Sam, we met, I remember I felt inspired to share something in a group that I was in and then someone saw it and said, I think you and Sam would really, you need to speak to each other. And now here we are and this keeps happening. It's that, you know, that I guess when you just show up with your heart, you're going to meet other people that you're supposed to meet. <laughs> big time and this whole conversation actually just feels so synchronous mm. and as you're speaking I'm reminded of that point we get to when we're doing a lot of work on our souls and our bodies where we get tired of our own bullshit <laughs> and we actually can't do that anymore and it feels and listening to you like you got to that point and actually you know now everything has to be authentic and real or what's the point you know yeah and um you know, I think as well, you know, just with experience and age, you just think, well, do I want to spend my energy on something if it's not feeling resonant? And, you know, I think I use the word joy a lot, but to me, joy is something that can feel light and buoyant. And, you know, I guess the stereotypical definition of joy and sometimes joy is a different, it's that deep, satisfying, you know, working to create something, you might be moving through resistance as you do it, but there's still joy in the process. So it's, I think for me, like joy is a, it's at the center, but it has all different flavors and colors. And, you know, then I think when we are tuned into that, this is the impact then we're, you know, we're going to have on other people. So it's, yeah, it's an energy I look for. A, a teacher, actually, it was on CTI leadership, one of our teachers said right at the end, and it was probably for all the things we learned, it's something she just threw in. She said, choose, you know, if you do nothing else in life, choose joy mm. and flirt with life. <laughs> and yes, and I was, yeah, that's in a nutshell, I think it sums it up really well. <laughs> well, yeah. you can see the impact you're having here <laughs> when you say that. Like seriously big smiles going on here and um, I'm just thinking you know about some women that might be listening and perhaps they're feeling a bit uninspired dissatisfied or you know a bit consumed by their their work right now and, and would love to tap into some of this stuff like what might be their starting point Claire so yeah and a lot of the people I work with are in this is that your, yeah, when you're consumed by your current circumstances, it can be hard to find that opening. I would say look for something really easy, something that is five or 10 minutes a day that would just delight you. And I think this is a point where we have to put, it doesn't need to have a point to it. 
Mm. You know, it's not about something, you're not doing it to get fitter or to lose weight or, you know, it's nothing that you feel like you should do, but just a little something that, and it, you know, it might, it might be putting on a piece of music you love and to actually just listening to it, just standing, listening to it. It might be moving your body. It might be, you know, before you start your day, standing outside and just being outside drinking your coffee unplugged from anything but I I think and it's that it can be very powerful to start our day with something small that might feel a little frivolous and then notice the impact that has because that will kind of almost convince that practical part of you that says you haven't got time for anything else oh wow you know if this is how five minutes of this makes me feel perhaps going to that class or whatever it might be, I think then we can find the resource and motivation to do that. So that would be my, my little pointer, I think. Yeah. I love that. I love Mm. like definitely that part, especially the part of with no, um, how did you put it with no purpose? Yeah. No kind of sensible Mm. outcome. You know, it's that kind of, it's it's not something on your to-do list it has no might have no rational sensible reason apart from you enjoy it yeah I love that now I'm really thinking I can have my dark chocolate even if I want that first thing in the morning if that brings me pleasure (laughs) it's okay (laughs) completely (laughs) oh this has been so joyful And thank you for showing all of you here and for bringing all your story and for sharing it with us. Thank you. And thank you for just this this beautiful space that you create, you know, giving women an opportunity to to share. And it's felt wonderful to share this with you. And thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast. Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook to experience deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in next Sunday for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares.